Tokyo. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Tokyo, I, I think we need to rise as one. It's a standing ovation for one of the world's best coaches. Yeah. And the coach of Nicola McDermott, Matt Horsnell, joining us on the line. Good morning, mate. And what a highlight for you and your entire family and team this year in Tokyo. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, been an amazing year and it's uh, been it was so brilliant over there. You know, we're still coming off a buzz from uh, coming down off that. We had our session... Today, you know, Nicola's first jump session today was uh, was so good, actually. And she looks more advanced than what she was then, so look out. <laughs> I think, Matt, um, not only was it the success that she had at the Olympics, which obviously is the highlight, but uh, when you look at what she did before and after that um, in the Diamond events, uh, it was just phenomenal. And you know what? For me, it actually, Steve, the... Other two competitors. You, you, yeah, you love, yeah, yeah. You love announcing their names. Yeah, Maria Lasitskina and Yaroslava Mahuchik. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No one else can say it better than steve But you know what? It looks to me that women's high jump, these three are going to be the Federer, Djokovic, Rafa of the women's mm. high jump. And we're going to see these girls for, you know, probably the next five, ten years just dominate in that area and yeah, take and- it to... Another level. And hopefully Eleanor Patterson. Yeah. Mm. That'd be great to see more girls in Australia get up to that level. That's, that's what we're aiming for. <laughs> hey, Matt, uh, I heard a, po- heard a podcast earlier this week with Nicola, and she was talking about her preparation, and I found this fascinating, and I've mentioned it to so many people. Mm. So in training, is it correct that Nicola doesn't attempt some of those massive heights, that it's all about technique and perfection? and perfection and so she clears lower heights in training yeah well we tend to go to bigger heights say a month to six weeks outside of any competition it's in maybe come off a prep phase and but mostly she's hitting her 185 180 with regular working on precision and a running and it's more about what she does in a run-up to produce force, that that can, to get her to produce force consistently in the same spot and be accurate all the time, that allows her to go into the big comps like that with heaps of confidence to know she's going to be accurate and can do what... And she doesn't even think about the run-up then and, and can just be in a good position, you know. And that's what we work on is producing that consistency. So she'll only jump 180, 185 in training maybe do 17 jumps which is a fair few jumps but just go bang 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 hitting them all the time and uh, then in a comp you've just got to stay in that position and hold take off a little bit more and uh, and that's where she's had a result you know i think she had four pbs through the year and produced five sets of five uh, two meter high jumps throughout the season mm. was uh, really consistent and that's that's tells a big story with her preps and the consistency. I think that she was one of the ones out of all those three girls that could actually have a first miss at 198 or two metres, where Lazkini actually was, uh, the Russian, was actually got knocked out in the, uh, almost got knocked out in the preliminary round of the Olympics because she had, she was coming up to a third attempt at 196 and was almost out in the lower height because her consistency sometimes is not there in the lower height. 
Yeah, that would have been incredible. And you could see the stress all over her face. But thankfully, she got over that height, went on to win the gold medal. And also uh, the Diamond League final in Zurich, which was one of the greatest women's high jump competitions we've mm. ever seen. Hey, Lightning Luke King has the next question. So, yeah, Matt, I, uh, we met you guys at, uh, at the Central Coast Sports Person of the Year Awards, and I was up against Nicola, uh, nominated that year, um, and, and she won, obviously. she's Her professionalism is something that really stands out to me. Um, and one of the big things I think we all noticed across the Olympics was the way that she, uh, she tracks and, and has her diary that she writes down everything. So, I mean, I, I do that after every session. We have a track map that we will write down so that we remember things for when we're going to the circuit the next time we go but I mean yeah. is that something yeah. that you've implemented to to Nicola and is has that been a part of her training through the, the whole way uh, over the years from when she was younger I, I got a knock to look at the other competitors because she's pretty smart she overanalyzes a little bit so what what we eventually had was a, a sports psych with New South uh, Wales Institute of Sport worked, we advanced that a little bit more by getting Nicola to log things in and so that she concentrates on her own performance. So, because she'll look at someone and analyse them and think, oh, they should be doing this, 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 and we don't want to have that in the competition. <laughs> we want to have her just thinking to herself, you know, thinking, I've got to do this, this, this. So, where Mike the psych, we call him, you know. And uh, he came up with that diary and uh, worked and developed that. We've developed that over the years. Because one of the other things Nick found was when I wasn't there to help her in the early days, that he was a bit lost sometimes where she was. So the diary also helped her consolidate what she is feeling and thinking. And then that's why she still does it in a comp. She comes and sees me and I go to confirm what she's thinking and she writes it in and it gives her a really good feel for where she's at and uh, it was interesting one of the Italian French guys that I know who's my little guru that I work with he said Nicola's going to be one of the best coaches if she becomes a coach because what she does with the diary and what she feels and what she writes down she's just going to have every little piece of the puzzle mm. pictured in her head already you know when she finishes yeah, it's an interesting insight that you know the, her ability to break things down and to break certain aspects of what she's doing uh, in that jump. Not only the jump itself, but the preparation, etc. Matt, uh, we've had some bold predictions from uh, Tony Clark earlier on. Where is, well, what direction are we looking for uh, Nicola in twenty twenty two? What can we expect? Well, geez. From what I'm, so we're just finishing a big strength block and she's come off that and she's pretty well back to the strength where she was going into the Olympics, which is still early days yet. She's 100% fit. Mm -hmm. We had that sort of uh, short approach session today, which I look at that and I had the bar of 190s where she was just popping off uh, over that at, at this early stage and she's never done that, you know, so um, I'm re really positive people like keeping the athlete 100% fit is the key so you don't you've got to be on the, on the edge a little bit to, to advance them and keep them at that level but without over going too far over the top or underneath you know you've got to just keep that so that I think we've pretty well found where Nicola progressed to be so I'm I'm thinking that 205 where she just missed at the end of the season is going to be something that she might be able to hit 
reasonably regularly through the mm. season with the cops coming up. So we've got wild indoors, which traditionally is a little bit more bouncy on surfaces, up in Serbia or in, in mid-March. So I wouldn't be surprised you know, that she to hit 205 then and um, go close to the aim is her to win it. So that's, uh, we want to bring that back to Australia. The indoor high jump title uh, would be great. Yeah, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you that Saturday night in Tokyo was undoubtedly mm-hmm. one Huge. of my, not just one of my highlights of the year, but one of the highlights of my my life in terms of watching sport. Primetime McDermott. Yeah. Primetime uh, McDermott. Yeah. Ab- abs- uh, Matty Dawson winning a medal in Tokyo. Yep. Riley Fitzsimmons and Lockie tamed their campaign. They didn't finish on the dais, but to have two Central Coast boys, uh, Avoca Surf Club boys, Dylan Littlehales in mm. kayaking, Faith Nathan in the Rugby Sevens. Now, you know, it's they were reigning champs. They had a disappointing campaign, but haven't they bounced back? And Faith has been on fire. So just the entire Tokyo Olympics, we weren't sure what it was going to be like. But it ended up just being phenomenal, Butes. No yep. doubt about it. Superb. Matty Horsnell, another standing O for your efforts in 2021. Uh, best wishes made on behalf of our team to you and the family for Christmas and the New Year. Thanks, guys. And we really appreciate, Nick, you know, if you really appreciate the support from the coast and uh, you guys on, on the show and everything. So it's just fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, Matty Horsnell, one of the world's best coaches, mm-hmm. joining us this morning. Uh, he's got some other great jumpers in his stable that we'll, we'll cover off in 2022, uh, particularly in the long jump. Uh, Katie Gunner's one of those. Bethany Cranendonk is another. And so we wish them all the best moving forward.